This is Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Economics. I'm Ryan Evans. With so many things constantly changing for farm producers today, it's important to be prepared to make decisions. To discuss tips for farmers and ranchers and what they should be paying attention to right now to best prepare to make quality decisions quickly is Tina Barrett, a farm financial consultant and director of Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated. Hi, Tina. So you write about your childhood love of roller coasters and mention that you get almost the same kind of thrill just from observing the ag industry, which certainly says a lot about its dynamic environment and how quickly things can change. So what are some things that producers can do to best prepare themselves to make good decisions? Yeah, it, it seems like those twists and turns are coming faster and, and, and bigger swings than, than we've had in a long time anyway. Um, so you know, there's, there's just some, you know, real important things that to be able to make decisions on your farm and your operation, uh, you really need to know your numbers is, is the first thing. We can't, you know, use the information from Twitter or the coffee shops or your input dealers. You need to know what your costs are. And, you know, it's one of the things that, that we do at Nebraska Farm Business. Um, and so we can see just how variable those costs are from one farm to the next. Even, you know, farms that are across the road from each other, you know, those costs are very different. Um, so it's really important that you know your costs because that gives you information uh, to make decisions from um, your, from your uh, business perspective um, so that you know that you're making good decisions for your operation. And you stress that flexibility is important in being able to adapt to all the changes in the industry. So do you see producers that you work with as mostly being flexible and what are some dangers of being inflexible? Well, you know, I think it's hard to, you know, it's just a, you know, producers are just as variable as anything. And it's hard um, to, to think uh, from one year to the next that, uh, that we need to be doing things differently. Um, so, you know, one of the things that you might think about, you know, is, is the input cost that you could put into a crop uh, when prices are high is different than the inputs that you can put into a crop when prices are low. You know, if your cost of production, you know, is um, is below that market price, you can put some of those additives on to boost yield and potentially get more for your crop um, and get more out of that net bottom line. But if costs are low, those extra additives are just adding to cost and you're not getting enough return because of that price per bushel um and it makes a difference. So, you know, even though we want to often do look at max production as, as the best way to make money on a farm, um, when we're seeing this kind of volatility, we really need to be looking at what makes our best net return. Um, and that may be doing things different from a production standpoint than you did last year or than you did the year before. Um, and, and really taking a look at those things based off the environment that you're in now. If we're not looking at those things, if we're just forging ahead, doing things the way that we've always done things, you could be producing at a loss and creating losses and not knowing it uh, because you don't know your numbers. So, Great. And you have an article on this topic right now on our farm and ranch management website at farm.unl.edu. And you write in there that you think one of the biggest lessons from the last 10 to 15 years has been learning about the need to protect liquidity. So can you explain how you came to this conclusion and what producers can do to improve liquidity? 
sure. You know, and I think, you know, anytime we can, you know, see a, a large chunk of time where something significant happens, we can always draw lessons from that. You know, if you go back into the 80s, you know, the lesson that was definitely learned was to protect net worth and not overinflate land values and, and keep the, those things constant to, to protect that true net worth um, value so we didn't end up with a solvency problem. Now, and, and we've held through that through this, this last time, but um, what we really saw was that liquidity changed so quickly. And so when we're talking about liquidity, we're talking about really cash flow, that ability to pay what you need to pay in the next 12 months with the stuff that you have to sell in the next 12 months. Um, and so we saw that liquidity uh, drop away rapidly as, as especially crop prices came down, um, but also as debt went up because it's a two-way street. Um, and so what we saw a, lot, a large need for was uh, refinancing, moving that current debt into a long-term position, um, getting that, uh, liquidity back, but at the cost of potentially um, hurting our solvency. Um, and so um, I think one of the things that, that that happened a lot during the last price run-up was um, a lot of equipment purchases, um, some with cash, even some on term debt, but um, a lot of things that we did to get out of taxes you know, and buy the tax bill down. And then we had to pay for that later when the prices of commodities were lower and we really struggled to make those payments. So I think as we look at what's happening this year, that, um, you know, protecting that liquidity um, by reducing debt and paying taxes um, will actually get us in a better position for when things go back down because we know that they will. And that's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it, that paying taxes will work to reduce the debt? And if people kind of say, well, wait a minute, can you explain more about how these are related? Yeah, you know, that it doesn't seem right to have a tax bill if you could use that money to pay debt down. But the reality is, is the way cash basis taxpayers work is they have to recognize enough income to cover the cost of those non-deductible things. Um, for most farm families, that's family living, income taxes themselves, and principal payments on debt. Uh, the only offset that we get for that is depreciation. So if you use all your depreciation up to offset debt, then we have to make those principal payments out of uh, those after-tax dollars. So if you're not recognizing enough income to cover those things, then you have to borrow money to do it. Um, and it sometimes feels like it's a short-term solution. Just go ahead and prepay, borrow the money, defer the grain, and then after the first of the year, you have all the grain sales and you have your expenses paid for and, and it feels pretty good. But eventually as you do that, you end up with a snowball uh, effect because you're in essence, you're spending a dollar to save 30 cents in taxes or whatever percentage bracket you would be in. Where if you just paid the 30 cents in taxes, you'd have the 70 cents left to pay those non-deductible things. So again, it, it seems um, backwards, but it really is the only way to reduce debt is to pay taxes. And one more of your recommendations for preparing for change is maybe the most difficult, which is following changes in the law. So uh, what's your message to producers as to why it's important for them to stay informed about what's going on in Washington? Yeah, well, I think if the last 12 months did not give us enough examples of that 
of how quickly they can change and implement laws that would have a dramatic effect on, on our operations. Um, you know, we've, they've given us all kinds of things, how quickly we had to make decisions about PPP loans um, and all of the employee retention credits and different uh, programs that they offered there. So, you know, there's, there's still a lot of stuff coming very quickly out of Washington and, and a lot of proposals right now that really are going to affect um, maybe estate taxes, transfer taxes, income taxes, um, and they're, and they're going to be big. So the, the problem right now is, is we don't know what those rules are going to be. All we're getting is proposals, um, and most of them don't even have text uh, for, the, for the law. It's just bullet points, so we don't know the details. Um, but, you know, there's a potential that we need to continue to make quick decisions uh, based off of what they passed in, in Washington. So, again, that comes back to making sure that you have a good, solid balance sheet, that you know what your cash flow looks like, that you have a transfer plan in place for what you want to have happen with your assets uh, when you're do- either done with your operation or, or you pass away. Um, so those kinds of things to be prepared for um, is really important. Uh, at the same time, it's important not to panic over what is being proposed because it's not law. Um, and so we want to be aware, but uh, not be doing anything that we can't undo, that we can't uh, change because um, what's being proposed is, is a very dramatic difference. Um, so it could very easily be um, something that we need to take a a good look at, at a safe plan once we know what the rules are going to be. Good advice from Tina Barrett, a farm financial consultant and director of Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated. Thanks, Tina. Yep. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.